This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Marketers and business owners, you've been pining after a certain someone. Your job's on the line. You're desperate for them to like you back. Here's a word of advice from me. Talking is hot. Just you and them, finally alone, like us two right now. Maybe under the duvet, headphones on, one-on-one. Podcast advertising is proven to be one of the best ways to catch their attention. So surprise them while they're tuned in, while the moment's right. Say a line or two that really gets them going. Next time, if you want to win over your special someone and build some brand love, experiment with something new, just focus on your voice. Advertise on more than 100,000 podcast shows with Acast. Head to go.acast.com slash closer to get started. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk. Back again with you guys for another show for another episode of the Arsenal Transfer Show, our daily show in which we look at the latest Arsenal transfer news on our Raw Reaction series and keep you guys up to date with all of the information. Get your thoughts and feelings in the chat box too and try and lead on to some education about those individual players and about the possibility of deals happening in the future. Good morning. I hope you are well and doing good. We're nearly on this is what Thursday. You've got two days left and it's the weekend. So thank God for that. It's my it's my Friday because I my only day off of the week is a Friday. So my Thursdays is my Friday. So I'm looking to get through the day, finish at three, and then smash out a lovely Friday off. Um, but I'm sure that you guys are going to be working very, very hard throughout the week. But wanting to know, of course, all the latest Arsenal transfer information. And we are going to kick off the show with all of the possible outs from Arsenal before we go into some of the interesting ins that we've got to discuss. Starting off with this man, uh, Sayad Kalasanash, of course, the Bosnian international joined Schalke on loan in January of this season, looking to try and help them stay up in the league, but of course, didn't really quite manage that and they ended up going down. And his big wages were a bit of a problem for Schalke. They've already let go of Squadron Mustafi. Don't worry. We'd have to worry about him coming back. His contract is up and gone and over. No worries about Mustafi coming back to haunt Arsenal in any way. Well, not yet, anyway. Um, but Kalasinac is a different situation whereby they, uh, well, rather he has a year left on his contract and so will likely leave Arsenal this summer, either on a permanent or on another loan, so that his deal just expires. Arsenal will be looking to get his 100000 plus a week deal off of their wage bill, or as much of that as possible. And supposedly, despite Schalke's relegation, they are still very interested 
in taking Kalasanac on loan again next season. They can't afford to pay any kind of transfer fee. There. It's a very difficult situation once getting relegated from the Bundesliga. Um, but they want Kalasanac in to be that leadership figure. He's obviously he's a big fan of Schalke himself. He loves playing there. He loves being there. And it would have absolutely destroyed him to see the club go down. And so he will hopefully be wanting to return to, to basically help them get back up to the Bundesliga next season. But it's a very difficult situation for them. Um, and they're a massive club in Germany. I mean, I remember growing up and watching them in the Champions League. And Manuel Neuer heading the ball out to Stankovic on the halfway line to smash it in for Inter Milan. Oh, I remember those days. Um, but yeah, they've, they've fallen a lot since then. And um, I think that if we can obviously get Kalasanac out of the team as soon as possible, that would certainly be a positive for the books, uh, the financial books anyway. Okay, we're going to go for all of our outs and then I'll get some of your thoughts in the comment section. Um, Genduzi is our next story. Unsurprisingly, another one of our loan players. Now, he spent the, the year on loan at Hertha Berlin in Germany as well. Helped them avoid relegation despite a, they're a side that actually wants to kind of progress further up the Bundesliga and you can see that with some of the signings that they've tried to make with uh, Piatek and uh, Matthias Cunha and players like this. But Genduzi has come in and basically they helped them stay up this season which wasn't their aim, but it was ultimately what they needed to do. Uh, he has returned to the club with a broken metatarsal, as far as I'm aware, which has put his transfer into a little bit of jeopardy. But that hasn't stopped their links from France basically moving him in the direction of Marseille. Marseille, of course, lost Morgan Sanson to Aston Villa in January and haven't yet replaced him. And so could be looking at Genduzi as a possible central midfield replacement for Sanson. Uh, they are going to be involved in European competition next year, Marseille, having confirmed that at the end of the season. Europa League, I believe, or they'll be going into either the qualification stage or straight into the group stage. Not 100% sure on that one, but they are in European football next season. So that may interest Genduzi. He himself, same as Kolasinac, has just the single year left on his current deal, which means that any possible financial gain to Arsenal is likely to be quite minimal. The rift between him and Arteta, we haven't really got an update on that in a long, long time. So we don't know how Arteta is feeling about the guy. Well, I imagine they'll be asked questions on that during pre-season, any pre-season tournaments. But there's a holiday period, so we are unlikely to hear anything from Arteta's side on Genduzi in the near future. But he looks like he's going to be going off to Marseille uh, as a possible destination this summer. And finally, in regarding the outs from Arsenal, uh, I was about to say Joe Willett, Lucas Torreira, um, the Uruguayan midfielder who spent the season on loan at Atletico Madrid. He is wanted by Gennaro Gattuso, who of course was the Napoli coach and is becoming the Fiorentina coach uh, next season. And if you remember back about a year ago, at the start of the last summer transfer window, Fiorentina were very interested in taking Torreira on a loan with an obligation to buy. Um, but that obligation to buy wasn't going to be until two years down the line. It was a little bit of a crazy transfer story. Well, they are still interested in Torreira and they will hopefully be uh, looking uh, to kind of, you know, bring him in on either a permanent deal or another loan deal. He has, I think, two years left on his Arsenal contract. So anywhere he goes now is only going to likely lessen that value. It's not particularly going to increase it. So there's all of your out news this morning. Let's see what you guys are saying in the chat box. Alexandra Lawson says, what's the holiday period? So the holiday period is basically the period after the season where the players go off on their vacations. They don't really do much media, which means I've found trying to get interviews and stuff a little bit of a struggle for 101 um, because the players are going off on a period of holiday uh, after the season finishes between that and the, the Euros. Um, and obviously players that aren't involved in the European Championships uh, will be the ones going off on holiday. The ones that are 
don't, they'll be going to their international teams on their, in their camps. So England, I think their camp starts and they're playing games against Austria and Romania on the 2nd and 6th of June. Um, so their camp basically runs from now at the end of the season towards the 1st of June. That's when Gareth Southgate has to cut his squad from 33 down to 26. Um, but for the players that aren't going away uh, and the coaches and the managers that have obviously been at the clubs, there's a brief holiday period for them. Those that do go off to international tournaments, there'll be a holiday period after those finish. So with the Olympics, for instance, Gabriel and Gabriela Martinelli have both been selected for the Brazil squad for the Olympics. They may miss the start of the season because they're going to have a holiday period after that finishes in August. And so therefore, it depends how far they go in the Olympics, basically. But we could be missing Gabriel and Martinelli at the start of next season. It's Gabriel Magalhaes and Martinelli, two Gabriels. Both could be missing at the start of next season, but that's that's that one. Um, uh, Dano says, have we got any pre-season games? Yes, we do. Uh, we've got a couple of them so far that have been announced. We're going to be playing Rangers and Hibs. We're doing a bit of a Scottish tour. Of course, the pandemic has hit the world quite hard in terms of travel. So staying within the UK, uh, we are going to be facing some Scottish teams, that is for sure. I don't know if there's any more that have been planned but they're the ones that I'm aware of, Rangers and Hibernian so far. Um, Paul Guy says, when is uh, when is the season due to start considering the Doha World Cup in 2022? Um, so the season, well, obviously that World Cup is next year. So it's it doesn't affect the coming season because the coming season will finish in the summer of, of 2022. Um, but the 14th of August, I believe, is the first weekend of the new season. So you've only got to wait. I think it's 10 weeks. There's a 10-week break. And then we're back underway again. <laughs> it is a little bit crazy when you consider how quickly it does come around, especially considering that half of those weeks are going to be filled by the European Championships and all of those weeks are going to be filled with transfer stories galore. So it's it's not going to be going anywhere. Uh, Constantine says, Tom, you're going to show about the Euros? I definitely am, mate. I definitely am going to be doing some stuff for the Euros. Do not worry. Um, let's move on to our, obviously, the, the kind of the big story surrounding Arsenal right now. It's not our main story of the day, but it is certainly uh, the biggest story surrounding Arsenal right now, updating on Emi Buendia. This guy is waiting. He is waiting for something to happen from an Arsenal perspective. Talks are going on. Arsenal are very hot and interested in this deal and want to get this deal done. Norwich don't really want a protracted thing, but they are not going to accept uh, a lower fee than what they want. There are talks of a £35 million minimum bid uh, expected. And also because of the competition from Aston Villa, who have no issues financially in competing with Arsenal, that could bump the price up even more. It will come down to Buendia. He does supposedly seem very open to joining Arsenal as more of his priority unless a bigger club comes in for him. But this does look like an early deal that Arsenal could get done this window. Richard Garlick, the incoming uh, head of football uh, operations slash administration, the guy Arsenal, he is apparently going to be heavy, heavily involved in this and has basically come in to try and speed up Arsenal's process of de dealing with transfers, getting these situations running a lot smoother and a lot more efficiently. So that's kind of the update on Buendia. Um, nothing huge, just the fact that we are still waiting at the moment for Arsenal to make this official bid or to hear about this official bid. But things are hotting up. Um, I'd expect you to see some stories cropping out in the news over the next 48 hours or so on this one. Let's go to the swap deal between uh, Eddie Nketiah and Yves Basuma. Uh, this was reported yesterday by a number of outlets. But, uh, I mean, I've 
in from Andy Naylor, who is the Brighton correspondent for The Athletic. He confirmed yesterday that uh, there is currently no interest in Enketia from Brighton right now. That is not a, it's not a deal that at this present moment they're looking at, to the best of his information. Does that mean that this deal is something that couldn't happen further down the line in this, later on in the summer window? Who knows? Um, what we do know is that seemingly this is going to be Basuma's final season that we've just seen go at Brighton. He is likely to leave the club this summer. And it's just about where he goes, how much he goes for, and if any other players go in the other direction from any of the clubs that he could be touted to be joining. But Nketiah to Brighton is a situation that seemingly was a little bit fabricated yesterday. Uh, and that deal is nothing to be kind of mm, really paying too much attention to. Um, our final and main story of the day, before we go into our Q&A section with you guys, is about uh, Zinedine Zidane and Martin Udegaard. Of course, uh, Zidane is now officially, supposedly, confirmed to be leaving Real Madrid at the end of this season. And this has a knock-on effect for Martin Udegaard because... If you remember back to January, one of the big reasons why he wanted to leave Real Madrid on loan was because he wasn't getting picked by Zidane. The pair are not that synergetically on the same level. Um, and Erdogan is not the biggest fan of, of, of Zidane, not giving him too many chances at Los Blancos. And so therefore, now that Zidane is leaving and someone else, maybe Allegri, uh, is probably my favourite to take that job. Um, Martin Erdogan is, is in a much more kind of competitive position to get minutes. He will have to obviously wait to see who comes in, what their thoughts and plans are around Norwegian international. But this is not necessarily a good thing for those of you that wanted to see Martin Odegaard stay because for him to stay, Zidane remaining as the Real Madrid manager was probably one of the biggest boosts that Arsenal could have got. With that changing, that does affect the situation with Martin Odegaard. So things may change uh, with him. Um, but that is a situation that, of course, we will know a little bit more about, I imagine, sooner in the window because there are set to be talks between Real Madrid and Arsenal. Florentino Perez, the president of Real Madrid, is also a big, big fan of Odegaard, so it will be very difficult to try and move him on. Let's go to the final thing that I want to talk about today, which does revolve around your show a little bit later on today. Um, now, we've got two tactical breakdowns primed and ready to go for you guys. But I'm leaving it up to you to decide which one you want to see first today and tomorrow. We've got two uh, tactical breakdowns. One is on the Bayer Leverkusen defender, Tap Sober. The other one is on uh, Joe Willock's loan spell at Newcastle and seeing how his statistics compare to some of Arsenal's transfer targets and the current players at the club as well. So if you want to go onto our Twitter and vote for which one this afternoon you would like to see uh, come up on the channel. The other one that loses will be on tomorrow, so you still will see it. It's just which one you want to see first. So let me know which one you prefer. The vote is up on the Twitter at the Talk TV. So go and vote ASAP. So there's all your transfer stories today. We now move into our um, our Q and A section of the day. So if you have any specific questions about the transfer window, if you want any information about any specific deals or my thoughts on things, then throw them into the chat box now. There's no point voting in the chat, guys. Don't vote in the chat. Vote on Twitter. Go onto Twitter 
and vote over there. So you keep typing them into the chat box, it means nothing. <laughs> Let's scroll up and get some of your earlier comments from some of our other stories today. Um, Arsenic Gunner says, Tom, uh, Johnny from Wolves, uh, as Kieran Tini's backup, thoughts on the XL to an Atletico man, uh, has big, big problems with knee injuries, uh, mates. So I, I wouldn't go close to him, to be honest. I think he's out injured at the moment, actually once again with a serious knee injury. So I wouldn't go anywhere near him right now. I think he's suffered two serious knee injuries in the last year. So no, not for me. Uh, Shashank says, when does the transfer window close? It's a good question. I believe it's gone back to its old like end of August, start of September. Um, let's have a look. 2021 transfer window closing date. Let's see what they say. It will run. It opens. Wow, really? The 9th of June? Uh, 9th of June is when it opens, which is a very early one. It used to open in like July, so that's very interesting. Um, but it finishes on Tuesday, uh, August 31st. Um, so there you go, at 11 p.m. Uh, British Standard Time. So the classic transfer deadline. Do you remember that that year where it finished at like 6? It was like a really boring transfer deadline day. None of that. 31st of August, 11 p.m. So there you go. That's when it finishes. Um, Dreesy says 34 plus one million pound bid coming in for Emmy Buendia. Just you wait. Uh, JD says Villa will probably get Buendia before our first bid. We'll wait to sign Odegaard and probably end up with Brandt. JD is not the most positive of our listeners, uh, always leaving his pessimistic views in the comment section. I see always. Um, this is not Alex says, uh, by pretty being pretty damn good, what are we talking about? He's also an international. Let's see what Yannick is saying uh, about Emmy Buendia, our resident. Um, <laughs> our resident guy. I can't believe you lot are really gassed for this Spanish Ryan Fraser. Well, first of all, Yannick, he's Argentinian. Second of all, you don't have to take all of your personal views from a certain channel, mate. <laughs> I've seen the video. I've seen where it's come from. I see where your doubt is. I mean, as football knowledge goes, there are many, many better individuals out there. I'm not saying me. Just saying there's plenty more that you should take your opinions from. Uh, A says, I'm fed up of hearing about formations. We just need to score goals. You're not wrong. Adam uh, Benabels says, or Benabes? Benabes? Benabes. I'm going to go with Benabes, Adam. Sorry. Apologies. Says, what if we swapped Gwenduzi for a good prospect in Marseille like Kamara? Of course, Kamara is a centre midfielder that I learned a lot about recently because we got a complete confusion on another show. Can play centre-back, can play defensive midfield. Very versatile. Don't know much about his quality, though. Just know more about him on the outside. So I don't know. Um, but I think we probably obviously see us go for a likes of Basuma. Maybe we're going for a cheaper option from somewhere else. Um, Dhruv says, Buendia is probably this window's hour. We'll have to wait and see. Peter Jambo says, what do you think about Conte? I think, I think you mean Conte um, to Arsenal. Um, well, I mean, I put a tweet out yesterday, which caused a little bit of a, a ruckus uh, in the replies about me basically saying that maybe Antonio Conte's uh, leaving of Lindsay now and us not being in a position to appoint him could be similar to when we didn't move on from Wenger soon enough and we missed out on Jurgen Klopp and Pep Guardiola, of course. I hope that's not the case. I put it out there purely as a theory tweet, uh, which caused a lot of ruckus on, on the socials. Uh, so it was interesting to see you guys um, respond to that. But I, I obviously, I think he's a dream scenario. He's a top, top class manager. He wins titles. He progresses teams. He gets the best out of his squads. 
Um, he wants a vision of a club that's going to spend money. We don't know if that's going to be Arsenal. We hope that it's going to be Arsenal, but we don't know. Um, but yeah, it doesn't look like we're going to be changing coach this summer. So it may be one that we end up missing out on. Uh, Frank Kotick says, Buendia over Erdogan for me. We are not in a position to turn our noses up at these sorts of shrewd signings that could work. Look at Liverpool's model. Blige says, hi, Tom. Will Arteta give Emi Buendia more freedom to perform at Arsenal? I don't know. Uh, I don't think so, because he actually likes playing quite a rigid, very kind of everyone's got their responsibility type of formation, which is why I don't have a lot of hope for Joe Willock's return, even though I'm excited to see what he can do. I feel like a lot of those players need more freedom, and I'm not sure if Arteta's style is free enough to get the best out of those. He's very, you know, regimented, augmented, and wants things to be in a certain way, constantly shouting, giving out instructions. So I don't know. I really, really don't. Uh, Blade Gunner says, Conte wants to leave because Inter need to sell. It's the same situation at Arsenal. We have a track record of the same. Why would he come to us? Maybe because we could sell him a different vision and tell him we're going to do something different. Maybe. Sahil says, Tom, uh, where are uh, where are Villa getting all this money from? Surely if they sign Buendia, keeping Grealish would be a difficult on my... No, FFP is basically dead in the water right now. So any investment from up high... They also got a lot of money from their promotion. Weirdly, I mean, weirdly enough, we say, where are they getting all this money from? Premier League clubs are still very rich. Like, they are very, very rich clubs. Aston Villa finished very strongly this season. They are not in a financial situation of difficulty. It's not about where they're getting this money from. Premier League clubs are just rich. And if they can spend money to their heart's content, it's about whether they can get those deals done. You look at Newcastle spending £40 million on Joel Linton, bringing in Almiron. And people were like, people weren't going, where they get this money from? People were more surprised that Mike Ashley was spending money, but no one was asking those questions. Uh, it was more so, it was more so about kind of the shock at who they were going for and obviously how bad Joel Linton did in the end. Um, Arsenal Gunner says, Willian is leaving, Tom. There's a Romano update. Is there a Romano update? He always tends to do these while I'm live. <laughs> Let's see what. Uh, a Romano update on Willian. Has he tweeted anything? I've not seen any tweets in the last couple of hours before I tuned in. Let's have a look. Uh, no, I don't see anything on Willian right now. Um, absolutely nothing at all, mate. So I don't know where you're getting that from. <laughs> but I expect him to still go. Um, but I've seen no updates so far. Indanil says, uh, Tom, would Arligar fit into Allegri's naturally defensive and compact system as he seems to be hot favourite to replace Zidane. See, people talk about the fact that they look at Allegri as kind of this, again, a very regimented, strict, defensive system. He was just at Juventus. He was the coach of Juventus, a club with really good defensive, like centre-backs, Bonucci, Chiellini, all these types. He's a coach that gets the best from the players that he's got, Allegri. When he was at Milan, he did it, and now when he was at Juventus, he did it. We expect him to be that hugely defensive coach, but actually Juventus blitzed sides under Allegri. They just had some very good defensive players, and so you wanted to get the best from them. So I don't think that necessarily means he's going to come into Real Madrid and turn them into the next kind of Juventus with Benucci and Chiellini, etc. I don't think that's what's going to happen. I just think that you got the best out of the players that were at Juventus, which happened to be a lot of very good defenders. Uh, George says, I've heard some things about Willian wanting to return to Chelsea on the One Football app and on Instagram. Yeah, I think Sky Sports reported this as well. He may want to do that, but as I just, I mean, my my hairdresser's a, a Chelsea fan. And uh, as you can see, when I was chatting to him yesterday, um, 
he, he was he was said that Chelsea would be absolute morons to to take William back, and I can't disagree because it would be absolutely ridiculous um, for him to, for them to go out and and to re-sign Willian for the money that he's on and everything else. Absolutely ridiculous. Absolutely crazy. Um, let's go. Um, no, 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 no. None of that. None of that. Um, Check Perk in the chat says, just got here. Anyone else depressed and happy Emery won? I haven't actually talked about this yet. I, <laughs> I haven't actually talked about the whole thing that happened last night. Look, I'm not the biggest fan of Uno Emery. I didn't like the job that he did at Arsenal. Uh, ran us into the ground and, and put us into an awful position and gave us one of the worst cup finals ever and cost us top four. But other than all of that, I'm very, very happy that he beat... Um, very happy that he beat Manchester United. I didn't want Man United to win. I, people were... I, I saw Arsenal fans wanting Man United to win because they don't like Emery. I don't like Emery, but how you can prioritise that annoyance at Emery over Man United? What What is the world coming to? Like, <laughs> what is going on? Just, yeah, fantastic stuff. It was great to see it. I was happy for Coquelin as well. Uh, obviously, ex-Arsenal player. Ex-TGT mascot, Coquelin. Great to see him there. And score an amazing penalty as well. Really, really good pen. I thought that penalty shot was never going to end. Thankfully, eventually, it did. Um, this is now Alex says, Tom, given the current events, could we have a realistic chance of signing Hakimi? Uh, very unlike. I don't know if you saw his goal uh, the other day, but he celebrated by basically pointing at the badge and then pointing at the ground, very much saying that. Now, we have seen that from others, Alexis Sanchez. Um, but I believe that Hakimi is, is not interested in leaving Inter Milan whatsoever. But who knows? Funnier things have happened. Um, Frank Kotick says, I'm happy for Unai Emery. It didn't work out for him at Arsenal, but I'm glad he beat United to the Europa League. John says, I think if Emery worked more with a translator, I mean, he had a translator. Look, he, he gets the best out of Spanish teams. He can communicate. At the end of the day, you can have all the translators that you like, but when you can't be, when you can't express yourself naturally, to your whole squad. It is difficult to get your ideas across in the same way. And I do have sympathy for him for that. But clearly it works in Spain. Clearly it works there. Um, and it's, it's done a, he's done an amazing job. But both Sevilla and Villarreal, it seems, too. Got them back into the Champions League. Crazy things. Indonil says, I'm actually really happy for Emery. Um, poor job at Arsenal, but always a classy bloke. Treated harshly at times by the media in terms of language, etc. But good on him. Fair play. Mitchell says that Villarreal squad should have got nowhere near that United States. They should have got nowhere near us as well, but I mean, look what happened. So, you know. Uh, it says, Tom, are we linked with any goalkeepers? Who do you think uh, we have in mind? I think personally, I really like Matty from Brighton and I really loved his character in the dressing room. My prediction is, Aditya, that is, I think, who we will go for. I think we will look to bring Ryan in on a on a permanent deal this summer. I haven't seen any links to anyone else, which is why I think that it's even more likely that Ryan will be the guy that we go for. I haven't seen any links to anyone. Um, so we, I remember we covered uh, Wojciech Szczesny a while ago. Those links died off very quickly, very much paper talk from Italy. Um, this is seemingly a, a position that Arsenal are probably just going to sign up Matt Ryan and we won't even know that it happens because like, he hasn't got any links to him. There's no one on the in, inside of Matty Ryan. So there you go. Um, Aaron says, a big fan from sunny Dubai. Uh, thank you for the hard work and rewarding content every single day and day out. Thank you so much, Aaron. Much appreciated tuning in as always. Very lucky being out there in Dubai right now. Unbelievable weather. I mean, to be fair, it is getting better here in the UK, but it's been for May. If, you, if you're not aware of UK weather, and I know that it's, it's a joke, 
but May is usually a pretty decent time, and it's just not been. It's been very cold, wet, and horrible. Uh, Drew says, Emery uh, is an anomaly. Finishes in fifth to eighth in the league and ends up winning the Europa League. Happy for him, though. It's very true. It is very, very... And yes, I did enjoy seeing Bruno Fernandes cry. I, trust me, I loved him at Sporting Lisbon. I've got a shirt with his name on the back from when I went and watched him play for Sporting Lisbon. But as soon as he went to Man United... Dead to me. <laughs> Dead to me. And uh, it was very much appreciated seeing him shed some tears yesterday evening. So Hill says, Tom, uh, what do you think of Pochettino back to Spurs? It sounds bizarre. I wrote about this yesterday. Uh, no, not yesterday, two days ago. And I would be shocked. But again, stranger things have happened. But he only joined PSG this season. He's not spoken about any possibility of leaving so far. It does seem a bit of an interesting story. I do believe that Daniel Levy regrets sacking him, but I'd be very surprised to see that happen. Uh, there you go. Um, <laughs> Oli In says, Milo, yes, 100%. Stay there as long as feasibly possible. Uh, now, I get this asked to me a lot, uh, Yazir. Uh, I hope I pronounced your name right. Says, thoughts on Joanne Luigi Donnarumma on a free. He's 22 and he can easily replace Leno. I get people say this. People tweet me stories about this. He will, for my money, is going to go to Juventus. I'm so sure that he's going to end up at Juventus. So I'd love him. Don't get me wrong. Great. Bring him in. But I don't think that's going to happen. I think he's going off to Juve. His agent is Mino Raiola. Knows exactly how to get a good bit of money for a free agent. And I'm not sure Arsenal are going to go for that, despite how much they might want to. I think he's going to stay in Italy. I think he's going to go to Juve. I think he's going to replace Wojciech Szczesny, uh, and then he will then become available. Um, uh, Czech Perk says, Leno is overrated. I don't think that's possible. <laughs> I don't think it's possible for Leno to be overrated, mate, to be honest, with the amount of criticism that he gets. Uh, Ermin says, why are we not trying to sign James Ward-Prowse? He is an English leader on the pitch and should not be much more expensive than Basuma. You think that he's a much better signing. I don't agree. I do think that Basuma is a better signing, but that's not a uh, to the discredit of James Ward-Prowse. I think he's a very solid player. He's very fit. He played, I think he's got the record for playing the last two seasons in the Premier League, every single minute, every single game. He is a very fit uh, in regards to that area. But um, is, he, is there a lot more than just a set-piece specialist and a decent passer? And is he any better than Granit Xhaka? I don't think so. So I appreciate him as a player. I appreciate his fitness and, and what he does on the ball. But I don't think he's any better than Granite Xhaka, to be honest. Uh, Yo-Yo says, Emery was undermined by Raul. Arteta has the power Wenger wielded pre-Gazidish. Gunas are foolish to compare the three men. Yo-Yo, I think you're a bit of an Emery apologist. <laughs> I, know that the, I know your agenda is very anti-Arteta. I get that. But I do get the feeling it is very, very much... Anything that's against Arteta, you're for, which, you know, you're entitled to that view. I just think, oh, it must be tiring. <laughs> it must be so tiring. Venkatesh says, Tom, should Arsenal sign a counter-attacking manager like Simeone if we are guaranteed the Premier League title? Um, if we're guaranteed the Premier League title, of course, we should, well, we should go for anyone that guarantees us the, the Premier League title, mate. <laughs> Obviously. Um, Simeone's a weird one. I, I just, I'm not sure how he would get on at anywhere other than Atletico. Uh, he's, he's very much a, a coach that's married to that club, knows that club inside out. How he would get on somewhere else, I just don't really know. And if you don't, if you don't enjoy the football under Arteta, 
then my God, um, don't expect to start enjoying your football under Diego Simeone. That is, that's all I'll say. That's all I will say. Um, there you go. Uh, Josh Hunter says, how much do you think we can generate from signings? I reckon we can get a good... I don't want to put a specific figure on it, but I think we'll be able to make it a decent chunk this summer, is what I will say. Uh, Aditya says, it's funny how much we criticise Granite, and when we look at his replacements, not many of them come close. I've been saying this for a long time. Long, long time. Milo says, I'd rather we won two, three, four goals than parking the bus, Jose and Simeone tactics. Uh, Philip says, thoughts on the third goalkeeper. If we pick up Ryan for second, I guess a youth player. Of course, we still have Runnison. I'd like to see him sold. I don't think he's anywhere close to being ever good enough to be an Arsenal goalkeeper. I'd like to see Arthur Okunquo um, brought in and made the third choice goalkeeper. He would also be, I believe, homegrown uh, when he gets to the age of 21. So why not? develop him, give him a shot in the League Cup games next season and, uh, yeah, move forward from there. Uh, Czech says, I say we should go big for Grealish if he is the open to the move. I love that little dude more than most. I think a lot of people would happily take Jack Grealish, mate. I'm sure you're not alone in that one. Anyway, we are going to finish the show there. Thank you ever so much, people, for tuning in. Make sure you drop a like on today's video and subscribe for the content. And also make sure you jump onto our Twitter and give our poll a vote. If you want to see the tactical breakdown today on Tap Sober, then make sure you go over and click on that one. If you would rather see us cover Joe Willock's loan deal at Newcastle and a tactical breakdown on his performances, click on that option. Go over to our Twitter at the Talk TV to make sure you can vote on who you would prefer to see me cover this afternoon about three, four o'clock. I will see you again this afternoon for that very show. And if not, I'll see you back tomorrow morning for all of your Arsenal updates regarding the Arsenal transfers and the opportunity for you guys to ask some questions. I'll see you again very, very soon. It's been a pleasure to speak to you as always. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Marketers and business owners, you've been pining after a certain someone. Your job's on the line. You're desperate for them to like you back. Here's a word of advice from me. Talking is hot. Just you and them, finally alone, like us two right now. Maybe under the duvet, headphones on, one-on-one. Podcast advertising is proven to be one of the best ways to catch their attention. So surprise them while they're tuned in, while the moment's right. Say a line or two that really gets them going. Next time, if you want to win over your special someone and build some brand love, experiment with something new. Just focus on your voice. Advertise on more than 100,000 podcast shows with Acast. Head to go.acast.com slash closer to get started. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.